Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's the fucking champion, motherfuckers, for the second time in a row. I pulled it out, a rabbit out the hat, a rabbit out my fucking ass. And yeah, yeah, it's fucking controversial. But guess who has two thumbs and doesn't give a fuck? This guy. Because I think I earned it fair and square. I think I have put my, myself and my team in a position every single week to try to win. Some weeks I did better than others, but down the stretch, I really fucking figured it out. And it helped that some opportunities just came, and I just I just rode the wave. But a lot of people are going to talk about, hey, it could have been Mike, though, because like he was originally in the championship game, and there's an asterisk and all that other shit people might say. But I think the rules are the rules. I've done a lot of research since we last spoke. In that last podcast, I was, you know, a little hasty in my fact-checking checking and all that stuff because I just wanted to get the message out there. But now that I've had time to do the research, I can tell you that this is a fair ruling. And it's, a comp- honestly, from what I found in my research, it's completely commonplace in fantasy football leagues to have a game overturned by a stack correction. It just so happened to be in the biggest spot possible, a chance to go to the championship game. The only thing that could have been worse is if it were to have decided the championship game. But in our case, it's the first time it's ever impacted the results of a game. And I know that that Mike's upset about that, and I would be too. But he also knows in his heart that it's fair, that the ruling was fair. Because stat corrections are a normal process of fantasy football. Every Wednesday, the NFL sits down and they decide, we're going to redo these stats that we fucked up. A stat correction meeting. And in it, they bring up different plays, they they make a ruling, they get the play right. Because you wouldn't send, like, an email to your boss without fucking reading it, right? Like, there might be an error in there. And you just want to make sure things are as accurate as possible. So, NFL does stack corrections Wednesday. They're posted into Fantasy Football Leagues on Thursday. And that's the end of the, uh, the discussion. So, I understand you're upset, Mike. I understand that the championship might have been yours. But the fact is, you lost the game. And you didn't get a chance to play for the championship game and that fucking sucks. I understand the optics of everything and the way it works, but it just sucks. Um, I think you just got uh, cucked. Anyway, moving on. I do want to talk about my championship because that's what the last podcast of the year is for. We reminisce on the year that the champion had and how they got there. But before I get to that, I want to say something about BJ. Um, Uncle BJ has been a great manager in this league. And while uh, his podcast contributions have improved... But over the course of everything, I was not happy, but he's making up for it in the end here. Um, but his team management has been off the charts. And I really do think that he was the best manager this year. If you look at some of his draft picks, some of his waiver pickups, the guy is really like fucking hustling and bustling out there and earning his wins. And I, I appreciate that, BJ. And I'm sorry it didn't work out for you and that it ended. Uh, I ended your season, but you're one hell of an opponent. And I, uh, I think uh, it's going to be trouble here in the uh, Gentile division for a while. We're going to have a very competitive Gentile division, everybody we got in there. 
and I'm pretty excited for that. But I think uh, overall my year this year was a little crazy. It's a fucking topsy-turvy year for the entire league. I think back to uh, back to like Mike's wedding time, I was worried about getting paintballed. I remember thinking that. I'm like, holy shit, like I could get paintballed. I remember talking to Dave, I think, about it at the wedding. At that time, we, me and him were like battling it out, I think, to try to not fall anywhere near Stein. And then all of a sudden, after his wedding, I changed my team name to LHHH, which we'll get to later on if you don't know what that means already. And I went like 7-2. and two. And I wasn't a great team. I mean, if you look back at my season, I didn't blow anybody away. I just got the wins when they mattered. I fought off. I fought as hard as I could to make smart waiver pickups and roster moves. And for the most part, my team, I thought, was a major disappointment. Uh, my second pick didn't pan out in Devonta Freeman. Uh, Doug Baldwin, who was my one, two, three, four, fifth pick, he really didn't do much until the very last game of the season. Um for the while, Julian Edelman was out, so I didn't even have him. I had Hogan filling in for him. Andrew Luck, the first like three or four games of the season, really didn't do much, and then all of a sudden he fucking turned it on. So I had to fill in all year. I like Ezekiel Elliott was the cornerstone of my team, um, and then Kelsey and Hill. That was the core of my team. That's how I had to beat you. I had to have those guys do good. And in the end, what's ironic is that those guys weren't the ones that pulled it through for me in the end. It was guys like Doug Baldwin. Um pickups I picked up uh the Cowboys defense for the last game of the season it got me 13 points Austin Eckler at the end of the year who was a nice filling piece for like a week until he got concussed and then lost his job back to Melvin Gordon um but I think it's really those late round picks and this is why it's so important that you pay attention towards the end of the draft because you can get some players that are young uh unproven but have a lot of upside on Johnson is a perfect example. I picked on Johnson actually right after I picked Edelman in the, what is that, the 11th round. I picked on Johnson. And he ended up being like a starting running back. Got hurt, which fucked me towards the end. But for most of the season, he was another anchor piece for me. Same with Matt Breda. I picked him second to last. A very late pickup. I didn't, I, I, I didn't like the other backup that they had. McKinnon ends up getting hurt, so now he's the guy. Stuff like that just fall, fell into my lap this year. And I kind of didn't think my luck would last. I really thought, like, this is it. This is probably, there's no way I beat BJ because of Mahomes. He's going to be throwing two, two of my targets. I'm going to get cucked every time he gets a point. But it was actually, like, kind of the opposite. Every time Mahomes threw to those guys, it cucked him out of points. Because I would get yards after the catch. I'd get the half point for a catch. It was a little bit better of a bargain for me. Now, of course, I was glued to the TV Christmas weekend because I, I, I'm a competitor. I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see how it panned out. I had red zone going. I had everything around me, football. And it, did, it wasn't really until that last game, the Kansas City game that night, that the game, that the game was pretty much decided. I had a 17-point lead after that night, and I felt good because I was like, he's got a kicker. Um, I, feel, I feel like a kicker to get 17 points would have to have like an amazing game. And he made it close. He had 11, which I was sweating. I was sitting in church. So Jen's family makes me go to church on Christmas, which I fucking hate because I don't believe in God. I just believe there's a big black void and nothing when you die. But I digress. Uh, I'm sitting in church and checking my phone because it was a two-hour mass. So the first hour of mass was just, it was like the priest would get up and be like, let us pray. I once washed my foot with a cloth and it was delectable. 
in the name of the Lord. Amen. And then they would sing a song, and then he'd come back up. Let us pray. Foot fungus can be prevented with tough actin tenactin. From John Madden. Amen. And then we go back into a song for a fucking hour. Then he gets up and he does the cross. And I'm like, holy shit, did Mass just start? <laughs> I was fucking perplexed. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And of course, they had every motherfucking like priest or deacon or whoever the fuck dresses up in these robes at church up there for the Mass. And they all wanted to say something. They all had to do a part of it, which extended the fucking thing. But I'm checking my phone constantly through the Mass. I'm going to the bathroom to check the scores because I'm sweating these last points out because after what happened with Mike and that stat correction, I've realized how close some of these games are. Our championship is decided by like five points, which is fucking wild. A swing one way or the other, you make a move here or there, things are different. BJ's bench had a lot of points on it, but like if I'm looking at his lineup, I'm kind of like that's probably who I would have played. He just got fucked by fucking Amari Cooper. So that's the, that's the way shit goes. You got to get lucky in fantasy. And here I am, two-time champion. The banners have been, uh, the banner material has been selected. Uh, I'm going to redo everybody's banners. We're going to switch to an iron-on banner, which is much easier than my fucking little arts and crafts banner I did with an X-Acto knife and some, some paper. Uh, so the championship belts will be updated, and it will remain here in the makeshift studios where I think it is its rightful home. And I hope to keep it here every year. Because now, with two championships and the most money ever won in our fantasy football league, I think I'm the dominant team. I'm the team to beat, motherfuckers. So if you want to, uh, if you want to step at me next year, I'm waiting for you. I need to be knocked off because I showed you I can do it with a dominating performance like I did last year with only like two or three losses. Or I can do it with a losing record. Doesn't matter. Any angle, don't let me breathe, motherfucker. Because I'm going to find a way. I'm going to scratch and claw. You know who to watch out for next year? He got there before. He got so close. Couldn't bring it home. But now I know he's in it. Watch out for Dave. You're all laughing at him right now because he almost got paintballed. And you're glad to not paintball him. But next year, you might be like, fuck him. Because he might be your champion. Your commission's bold prediction. So I'm done talking about myself. I wanted to talk a little bit about 2018. What a crazy fucking year 2018 has been. If you think back to the start of the year, we pretty much started the year with an Eagles Super Bowl championship. What the fuck was that? I Like, did that happen? We beat Tom Brady. What a run. The whole run from January to February, boom. Best way to start the year. For me personally, then I went on to have another championship with my Villanova Wildcats. And then, of course, the championship this year in our fantasy football league for the second consecutive year in the row. 2018, also a year of some changes for our fantasy football league and its members. Uh, Mike moved to Cleveland, a territory and a land that I still don't understand. I hope he's going to be happy out there. I mean, we had a good time, but it's only because we were there. It wasn't because we were in Cleveland. And that's what I worry about for Mike. Like, what's he going to do? Who's he going to hang out with? You can't just replace your boys. You can't have new boys. It'll just never be home. I think we got to get you back here. Can I, like, sign a petition and get Ashley to get you back here? Because it's, it sucks not having you around. I mean, I probably see you probably about the same amount. But it's just something about knowing you're closer. Like, when I look on my find my friends and you're, like, in Ohio, I'm like, what am I going to do? Fucking 
get in the car and drive six hours to see you. That would that's a lot of that's a lot of time. That's something you got to plan. But I had a good time out in Cleveland, 2018. We also celebrated your wedding with Ashley, which was a great fucking time. Then you went out to London. You represented. You had your honeymoon. Holy fuck! What a year. <clears throat> Jake, he's busy planning his wedding for next year. What a way to kick off 2019, going to Vegas and then fucking Puerto Rico the next month. I feel like all I'm gonna I'm gonna burn all my vacation days like the first two months of the year. But fuck it, it's gonna be great. I didn't take vacation last year, so here we go. More vacation. I did promise Jen a vacation to Marrakesh, which I don't know if you've ever heard of Marrakesh. It's in Morocco. Um, I don't know how I feel about Africa. You know, there are a lot of terrorist countries there. But she'd give me a whole PowerPoint presentation on why it's safe. So now we're going. But that's probably later this year. So 2018, back to 2018, and, it's, and the members, we had a, a our first member have a baby. Stein had a beautiful baby girl. And I, like, still can't believe it. Little old Maggie. She's, like, an Eagles good luck charm. Pretty sure she, since she's been born, the Eagles have won. Check, fact check me on that, Stein. <laughs> I can't really, like, I feel like she's been born not that long, right? And a couple Eagles wins. Fact check me. Help me out. 2018 also started with Dave going out to California. A new journey. This time last year, we were talking about you going out there. Came to my New Year's party. That was, like, your last hurrah. Or... Pretty Lights concert, whatever you did last year. And then you came here and banged in this concert. And then <laughs> just went out to California. Um, and then you were there for a while. Came back. Where I kind of like having you here, man. It's nice to know you're around. I like having my friends around, you know. So I don't, I don't have a lot of friends. I only really have you guys. You guys are my friends, right? Or am I just a crazy lunatic talking to myself in the basement? I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. But maybe that's what makes it magical. It makes it great. I can't wait to go to Las Vegas next year. AKA next week. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to play some golf. Maybe, are we shooting guns? Or did we nix that? Do a little golfing. Did I say golfing? I can't remember. I'm pretty fucked up right now, if you couldn't tell. I've been celebrating my championship a little hard uh, with a barrel of, oh, sorry, a bottle of single barrel Jack Daniels. Right from the factory down there in Lynchburg. My sister brought it back. Gave it to me for Christmas. What'd you guys get for Christmas this year? Anything good? I got some cool luggage. That was probably the cool gift this year. Yeah, you'll see it. I'll debut it. Along with a shirt, a special shirt I'm going to wear to the airport. Got to go work on that. Um, what else? 2018, man. Hell of a year. Who else, who else is in our league? We got to think about it. Let's go. Oh, Uncle BJ. Didn't Uncle BJ get engaged? Was that this year? I'm pretty sure that was this year. Maybe. BJ, fact check me. Mark, he's working on his uh, MBA, killing it, fucking going to school. I think Jamie got her MBA, right? She finished because she's better than you. Oh, Ooh, competition. I don't know. Maybe. I think Jamie could kick your ass, though. I'd like to see it. I'd pay money for it. I'd pay-per-view that ass. Um, You did Dave. Kamish. Ooh, didn't talk about the Kamish. Yeah, you know, the Kamish, he had a hard year this year. I'm not going to lie to you. 2018 was a rough one, despite the fact that we did a lot of winning. And boy, do we like winning. Um, this year had a lot of uh, stress for me. You know, my job was in flux because my company was a mess. And that gave me some stress. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I obviously have my mental problems. Um, fucking crazy, and I've been down a lot. And that sucks. 
but it's cyclical, you know. Sometimes I'm down, sometimes I'm up. And I feel like I'm I'm starting to hit that upstride, and it feels good. I always know when it's coming to because it's like I start cleaning like a fucking fiend. Our house is spotless, um, clearing shit out, throwing stuff out. I can't tell you how therapeutic sometimes it is to just get a garbage bag and dump your shit. You're just like, say goodbye to all this bullshit you don't need. And sometimes it's almost like metaphorical for the struggles or whatever you have going on in your life. You just throw it into a trash can, throw it to the curb, let someone else fucking take it away. Because you're done with it. You don't need it. And you just let it go. But the last like four or five months in particular, pretty much since summer ended, I've been on like a drunken bender (laughs) being like a fucking asshole. Just a fat piece of shit. I do this. I go through cycles. It's like I spend five months being a complete piece of shit. Then I clean my life up for like the remaining months until summer. And then when we hit around like pretty much November, I fall off the rails and I become a drunk again. But it's all right as long as you take yourself out of it. And I know that I'm taking myself out of it now. But one thing that got me down all year was the fact that like this podcast it wasn't the product that I think I have once put out. I think this was a weak year for the podcast. That's just my personal opinion. And that's not me looking for you to be like, no, man, it was good. Like, we enjoyed it. No, I just feel like this year wasn't as good as other years. And there was definitely episodes like the 50th that I felt like I could have done better. But my energy wasn't ju- my just my energy wasn't there because I was fucking down more so, I think, than years past. And that sucks. And I apologize to you guys if the content wasn't where it needed to be. I'd like to think. I can come back stronger and better, um, but my fucking crazy mental thing is what it is, and I have to fight through it, but I do that for you guys because I love you, and I, I hope you get enjoyment out of this podcast, um, and it is something, I, like, no matter how fucking shitty I feel sometimes, uh, this I love doing this, and you guys fucking calling in with your sounders and everything, fucking... It warms my heart. It really does. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel like we have this little thing here that nobody knows about. It's just for us. It's special. And I hope it can go on for fucking years. Uh, So salute to all of you. Uh, It's been a hell of a year. I had a great time doing the podcast. Um, I hope that you are engaged. And I know we can improve the league. And I know everybody has a lot of opinions for what they want to do, what they want to change, what they want to bring to the table. So I suggest... At my upcoming New Year's Eve bash, which if you're not coming to, uh, you're all welcome. So everybody fucking come. BJ, Zach Maron, Fox, if you're in the area, Stein, I know you got a baby, so it is what it is. Joe, if you're coming, I think everybody else has pretty much told me they're coming or they plan to come. Hopefully you're still coming because we're ready to throw down. We're going to have a good time. It's a great way to celebrate the rest of the year. 2018 It was a fucking solid year for a lot of people. We want to celebrate that. And ring in the next year, which is going to get fucking crazy. We're going to kick it off with a bang. And keep this fucking party going. Not to mention, your Philadelphia Eagles. If they can get a little help this weekend from those Chicago Bears, you better watch the fuck out. We may have a repeat of last year. Dave says that I'm linked. To the Eagles' success. I hope he's right. That would make me feel like I have some kind of magic. I do have a picture of Nick Foles signed in my studio holding up that Super Bowl trophy. My most valued and treasured possession. I can't fucking wait. I want to see what happens. But come celebrate the rest of the year with us, 2018. 
We'll, we're glad to have you. We'll feed you. We'll, ho we'll house you if you need a bed. We have a couple beds this year. We've got two beds open. You guys got to fight for them. It's whoever shows up first. First come, first serve. But then we got plenty of air mattresses if you can't make that work. We've got chairs, like reclining chairs slash couch you can sleep in. Plenty of options. I prefer you sleep here so we can have fun not only that night, wake up in the morning, fuck around a little bit, and then you go home. Smoke a little pot, play a little pool, play a little darts, fuck around. Uh, Gemma's giving me a hard time because she's like, you guys always go in the basement and like don't fucking hang out with us. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you're broads, you're fraudulent. We, sometimes we got to get away from your fraudulent activities and just be, be man, man. Cause I'm a man. Anyway, let's go to uh, what you guys have to say because I like to hear from you. Our uh, people out there in podcast land, because you guys are what makes this thing special. You guys are what makes this a thing. So let's go to our first guy. We're going to let him uh, have the first stab at it. Because he uh, had himself a hell of a season. Didn't work out for him in the end, but let's go to BJ. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a little salty. Went into this weekend, this past weekend. I was in three finals. That's pretty big... Uh, pretty big accomplishment alone nice feather in my cap three finals favorite in all three over oh for three guys oh for fucking three favorite in all three of them I, I i don't know if i can do fantasy anymore i'm gonna be honest it's you you spend all year you work hard you put the best team together fate like i said favorite in all three but there's only so much you can do. I can't physically go out there and complete passes. I can't go out there and fucking catch one-handed balls. I just can't do it. I got to stay behind the computer and do what I do. The players go out there and do what they do. Ebron gets fucking knocked out of the game in the first quarter. Amari Cooper, I can't stress it enough. He's a fucking bum. I will never draft that guy. I will never pick him up. I will never trade for him again in my life in fantasy. He's the biggest... I, I, I can't even say him flop because he's not, but he's the most inconsistent player I think I've ever seen in the NFL. The guy dominates one week, looks unstoppable, and then a week later he, he is a shell of himself. I just don't get it. Regardless, I cost myself the championship. I had I had Robbie Anderson in. He was my it was my plan to start him. Good matchup. He's on fire. Number one receiver's out for the Jets. He's taking over, and I, I fucking put it, put Cooper back in, trying to trust my my studs, and backfires on me. But you know what? It's all good. Hopefully, I'm back next year. I got some stuff coming up that, you know, might uh might prevent me from making another appearance in the league. To be honest, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll preach that when it comes. Regardless, congrats, Brent. You're not a dynasty. You didn't have the best team this year. You just got lucky. <laughs> Mike, stop complaining because, you know, stat corrections happen, bud. Sucks that it happened in a championship game for you, but you didn't win. You got to drop it. You got to let it go. <laughs> Regardless, good year, fellas. I'll be back, hopefully. Um, yeah, BJ the Chicago kid, out. Man, I would be devastated. If BJ, the Chicago kid, was not in the league again next year. We got to have you back, man. Whatever I got to do, I'll help you out. Uh, 
if you've got stuff going on, you know, I'll I'll fucking help you manage your team. Whatever. We'll uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, you heard what he said, Mike. Shut the fuck up, dude. Fucking shit happens. Uh, but BJ, you fucking manage the shit out of your team this year, man. Don't kick yourself. Uh, shit happens, man. Amari Cooper, I would have played him too. He was the hot hand. Lately, he's been on fire. So you made a gut call. You went with your gut, and I would have honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. I wouldn't. I would have gone with Amari Cooper in that situation. So don't kick yourself, dude. A hell of a season. Hopefully, you'll be back next year. We're more than happy to have you. Been a great league participant. Let's go to uh, someone else who's a little salty. Hashtag not my fucking champion, dude. You won, Brent, but there's a huge asterisk, dude. And uh, Fox and I would have beat both your ass. I mean, Fox isn't even in this discussion because he's just... He would have been in that consolation game regardless because he sucks, but... Ah, fuck, dude. Now I gotta return all of Ashley's Christmas gifts. Fuck. Fuck the shit. But, hey, man. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, I know you'll bounce back. You did a good job picking out of the 10 spot this year. Getting yourself all the way into the playoffs deep. Great team. See if you can uh, get yourself back here next year. Maybe do a little bit better in those games. Get yourself a better pick. What do you say? Yeah, dude. Smelly farter here, and uh, just wanted to say what's up, what's up. So fucking pumped for Vegas, man. Really wish I won. Put up 155 in third place. Uh, fucking battle against uh, loser Michael. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, really don't have much to say here, but, uh, you know, I definitely had the best team all throughout the year, kind of bullshit that I uh, didn't win. You know, in the semifinals, I legit benched Evan Ingram with 30 seconds left before the 1 p.m. kickoffs and you know I would have beat BJ then and then you know putting up 155 you know the next week really really fucked me you know I'm definitely the best uh best team and just you know best person in this uh in this league you know you guys all kind of make me me look bad but, uh, you know, Z-Fizzle the smelly farter, dude. All right. Over and out, my Nicholas. Yeah. Wow. That was just, that was pure, pure Z-Fo right there. What the fuck did I just listen to? Well, Jesus Christ. Um, not the best team in the league, BJ. And Mike, I think, heavy beat there. Yeah, you put up some points. You got hot at the end. Pretty good team. Our most winning team, actually, in uh, the history of the league. He's got his banner up there. You got pedigree here, Zifo. We're going to talk about it out there in Vegas. I'm also pumped to go out there and chill with you, bro. You were talking about something. I caught my interest. We'll talk about it. Uh, let's go to Dave. Drake and me going bad to bad. Oh, shit. Going bad to bad. I got the drink and me going bad to bad. 
Nice, Brent. Congratulations, Champ Bailey. Uh, lady and the champ. That's Brent and Jen. Because hmm. remember, if the champy gets a crampy, get a tampy. That's my advice. So, uh, yeah. Brent won, huh? That's really exciting, huh? Does that mean the Eagles are going to win again? Because Brent is the same team as the Eagles? Huh? <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, well, great year, Brent. Thanks for doing all that you do. You deserve it, pal. Good team. Remember, we were sitting on that 50th episode. You were, you had two wins. Worrying about getting paintballed. And then, like, crawled his way to the top. True underdog story right there. Brent Simone. Good work, Pally. Can't wait for what next year brings. See if we get a new champ. I have more playoff wins than Jake. See ya. <laughs> I didn't hear that part. I Sometimes I pre-screen these just to see what they're about um, so I can order them. And I did not pre-screen the end of that one. And that was a nice little surprise. That was funny. Good, good work on you, Dave. But uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And yes, true underdog story. I got the underdog mask here in the studio with the belt that's honestly it's getting some cobwebs on it's been there for a while that belt yeah man it's getting a little dusty a little dusty uh let's go to mark brent just wanted to say congratulations on the victory you know our first time multi winner two-time champ you know hopefully we can put an end to that so you don't have a you know dynasty or anything because two's Two's good, but, you know, we got to put an end to that. I'm glad we're not paintballing Dave. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. You know, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Um, MLK Day is coming up. Happy MLK Day coming up. You know, looking forward to your shindig, Brent. That'll be fun. Fucking A right. All right. See you later. That's right, Mark. First ever back-to-back champion. First ever multi-champion. Uh, a lot of milestones being hit here. I've hit. I've won 50% of these championships, guys. Just thought I'd remind you. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. Pretty fucking pumped about it, dude. <clears throat> yeah, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going through. The, I'm going for the three-peat. You better believe I am. Motherfucking New England Patriots in here. I'm the bad guy. I'm the motherfucking bad guy now. I'm your captain. Um, we're going to go to Dave, who wants to talk about something that's not sitting pretty with him. I know this is beating a dead horse, but the Schuylkill is brutal, bro. It is it's the worst road. It's got to be the worst road in the country. I, I, I've driven a lot of them. Haven't been all of them, but the ones I have driven on, pretty much this road and Roosevelt Boulevard are <laughs> two worst roads in the country. Holy shit. There's nothing they can do about it. It's against the mountain. I don't know how people do it. Mark, Stein, BJ, props to you guys for dealing with this shit on a regular basis. Dave, I'm about to go in on Pennsylvania and their stupid fucking roads. Ready? Holy fucking shit is the Schuylkill the worst road in fucking America. Here's why it's bad. It's two lanes. It's mostly traffic-y all the way through. There's really never a spot that lets up. The exits are retarded and everything kind of veers off in a direction that doesn't make any fucking sense. The signs aren't clear. The piece of shit road is fucked up. There's potholes. There's all kinds of stuff going wrong. There's weird mergers going left. There's weird mergers going right. Mergers fucking everywhere. Why can't we just stick to two 
two fucking lanes the whole way there. We got to have merges here, merges there. It creates traffic. And then people are trying to cut across every fucking lane. Like the guy in the right lane, he has to go every fucking lane to get to the left lane to just sit in more fucking traffic. Stay in your fucking lane, dude. Like we're all fucking going to the same spot. You can get in the right lane just as fast and not create as much of havoc for people just sitting here trying to enjoy their time waiting to get to where they're going. The Schuylkill is fucking stupid. They need to expand it. I don't care what it takes. There's been proposals on the table. They've had opportunities to fix this fucking road, and they haven't taken them. It's government politics bullshit that would only take place in Pennsylvania, a state where they separate where you can purchase your fucking liquor from where you can buy your beer. And you can not You can only buy, like, a 24 case of beer. What a stupid fucking state. And... The only cool thing, the only redeeming thing about Pennsylvania is that you can buy a gun literally anywhere. I can go to a convenience store and ask a guy if he has like an AK-57 or, or whatever and fucking buy it probably. He'll probably have it or know somebody who does because that's Pennsylvania. It's like fucking Kentucky basically once you get past a certain point. But anyway, the Schuylkill is fucking stupid. They need to expand it to at least four, four lanes to accommodate the amount of cars that travel on that fucking road is the most asinine thing that's ever fucking existed. I've Honestly, I've driven a lot of places too, up and down the East Coast now, and there is no road as stupid as the fucking Schuylkill. That stretch, pretty much between Philadelphia and King of Prussia, is the stupidest design for a road I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm pretty sure it was designed by Kevin Bacon's dad, who's an asshole. An asshole. So I agree with you, Dave. Let's go to Mark. Brent, thank you so much for everything this year. You are one hell of a commissioner. I appreciate the B rating you gave me for the Sounders. I do think it was more of like a B minus, C plus this year. Next year, I'm definitely going to strive for an A. You know, I've got to get that 4.0 GPA. Do you feel? Do feel so hard, dude? And I know you were going through some shit. You had your, your tests and stuff to study for, or whatever you do in grad school. You poke each other's butts or whatever. It's all good fun. You're going to get a degree, and you're going to be better than all of us. You're going to make that dough. Oh, my God, you and Jamie are fucking on the track, dude. Garden vans, getting MBAs, just fucking doing CrossFit and getting super fit and having... Dude, just fucking amazing body. Fucking amazing body. Do you work out? She. Let's go to our next caller. Uh, this one's from Dave. Brian, has anyone asked you what your team name means? Just curious. Might have won you the league. Give me the assist on that one. I'm giving you this this hardcore because uh, this is something that birthed out of Mike's wedding. I looked uh, I looked at Dave multiple times in the wedding, and I was like, "Hey, Dave, a lot of heaps here, huh?" And he would just fucking start laughing, and then uh, it it kind of turned into L H H H, man. A lot of heaps here, huh? And that's just been our thing because uh, there's heaps everywhere, man. A lot of heaped them, and the holy war, ooh, it's on, it's on thicker than ever. I'm pretty sure Mike and I have a rivalry now that will forever be the greatest rivalry in this entire league because we got the bourbon bowl. We each got a bottle of bourbon. Uh, I'm gonna, I got to figure out how to ship that because, like, can you ship liquor? I don't fucking know. Um, but, yeah, man, a lot of heaps, you know. Uh, we got a whole league full of them. Great division, though. Two championships. Guess who's got the other two, though? Ooh, this guy. Let's go to Fox for a uh, little 2019 uh, promises, I guess. Also, I, I can't understand why I sound so fucking retarded on a voice memo. I mean, I literally sound retarded. I sound like a homo. The fuck? Coming back next year, 
I'm going to work on my vocal cords. And I'm going to fucking bring it, dogs. I'm going to fucking bring it. Like a damn dog. Ruff, 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 ruff. I'm fucking shaking, dude. You're intimidating. Get your name in the rafters, though. Good on you, pal. Brent, looking forward to your New Year's Eve shindig. You know, I just want to get over to your house and fucking ball, you know? Right. Make that net lower down from 10 foot to like 8 foot. Right. Do some fucking alley-oops. Dunk that shit, you know? Windmill, 360, you know? Just fucking slam. Break that backboard. Glass shattering everywhere. I can't fucking wait. Dude, I've been balling hardcore. I'm going to just shoot my dick off. Just go outside every day and just like, Shoot J's, dude. I'm shooting J's like you wouldn't believe. I'm JJ Reddick on the court. Just all angles, dude. Draining threes. Boom, boom, boom. I lowered the fucking hoop, though, at eight feet. Let me tell you something, man. I'm an old man. I used to be able to get up. I used to be able to dunk on, like, nine feet. Now I can't. I can, like, touch the rim at eight feet because I'm so fucking scared of popping my shoulder out that I can't go up with two hands. I got to go try to go up with one. I don't think you can jump as high sometimes when you don't get your whole body involved. And I am fucking fat and out of shape anyway. Got to work on my hops, dude. But yeah, let's ball out, dude. Fucking New Year's. We're going to ball out. Have a little game, maybe. How many people we got? Can we do a little three-on-three action? Maybe a little two-on-two? Fucking love basketball. Let's get it. We're going to go now to ML. Who wants to reflect a little on 2019? As we come to a close in the year of 2018, we have to look back and uh, reflect on what this year has brought us, you know? Uh, Asher and I moved to Cleveland, so there's that. Can't say if it's good or bad yet, but definitely miss my boys. Uh, in the earlier part of 2018, world fucking champions, so that's probably the best thing that ever happened in my life. Uh, the second best thing was that we got married. That was cool. Uh, we had a lot of fun. You guys were there. And uh, 2019 is going to be pretty good, dude. Pretty, pretty good. Last year in my 20s. Um, so that'll be fun. But still not as old as Jake and uh, Joe and Stein. So happy about that. You know, those old fucks. But uh, here's to a good year, boys. And uh, happy New Year to everybody. Sorry I can't make it. I'll see y'all the weekend right after, so I'm ready to fucking party my bowls off to start the start the new year right. Um, Vegas, baby, fucking Vegas. Fucking a right, dude. Let's do it. Thank you for that beautiful recap too. That was uh, it was good. You see, see guys, how he like ranked his team over wife. I think that should be the mantra: team over wife, team over wife, guys. It's more important. So now we're gonna go to a section that. Kind of uh, alludes to something I said earlier, where I talked about let's have a leak meeting, discuss some things, maybe. Um, I think the party's the good spot to do it. If uh, you can't make the party, let me know your thoughts on the leak. I'll be your proxy. I'll bring them forward. Or we can teleconference or video conference you in. Whatever makes the most sense at the time. So let's figure that shit out. Uh, but let's get to some of the changes that have been proposed here on the soundboard. There are our last two sounders, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. We're going to start with BJ. And a couple suggestions for next year. I uh, definitely think we should bump up the payouts a little bit. 
uh, requires us to bump up the buy-in a little bit. I get that. That's fine. Maybe make the buy-in 150, 200. Uh, second place has, has got to get more than their money back. You know what I mean? 120 bucks is nothing. Wipe my butt with that. It's like 16 weeks. It's a long season, you know? It's like, I don't even know what that is. What is it, like a dollar a day or something? <laughs> Seven days a week, 16 weeks. I mean, I, I spend every every day of every week scouting and looking at matchups. It's a dollar a day, boys. Come on. I'm worth more than that. And uh, I also think that I, I didn't like how Brent and I were in the same division and we're playing naturally for the Super Bowl. Like, that shouldn't be possible. We sh- we're in the same division. We shouldn't be able to play each other in, for the final championship. I feel like it should be Jews versus Gentiles. Like, it's been all year. And I don't know. I, I just think that's a little silly. Whether that means we got to alter the way we see the teams, maybe the f- – top team in each division gets the buy and then the next two in each division make it that way you know there is no division interdivision championship I just, I just don't really like that um that's all i really got thanks for uh, listening guys say it bj i really think you're on to something i fucking love that idea and it, you're you hit the nail on the head the rivalry is everything Jews versus Gentiles. That's what this league is like founded on. It's like which species is better. We're gonna figure it out. So far, it's been fifty-fifty, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, I think the suggestion you had to take the top team from the divisions, they get a buy in their respective bracket, let's call it, and then the other two teams make the playoffs and they battle it out. So the top three teams from each division pretty much make the playoffs. It gives the divisions more meaning. It gives the playoffs more meaning. And then one representative from the Jew division will play one representative of the Gentile division in the battle for uh, religious supremacy. What a beautiful concept. And I do agree, the payout structure also needs to be altered. We just like have not put enough into the pot to justify a different payout structure. Right now, the payout is so low that I feel like it's a, it should be winner-take-all. Because otherwise, it's just stupid. Like, what do you want? Like, fucking 500 bucks? 800 versus 500 is a big difference. So I was just like, winner-take-all. But I think, at a minimum, we should be putting in $200. I want to go all the way up to three. High stakes. And we'll have more payouts, more opportunities to get money back, so that you don't have to feel like you're just pissing away $300. And we'll discuss what that could be. There's a lot of potential there. Bigger buy-in means more prizes, more chances to win money, and maybe you won't win it all. But if you do win it all, it'll be a bigger chunk of change than you could probably get anywhere else. So let's talk about ways we can make this money go further. And now that's going to suck because these are probably the only two championships I'll ever win. And then uh, I won't get shit. I'll get a shitty payout, and the next guy's going to get like fucking over $1,000. But that's that's cool. Whatever makes the league better, guys, I'm all for it. Let's discuss it. I think we're going to have a league meeting at some point with everybody, all hands on deck. So we'll have this smaller meeting, I think, at the draft to kind of bring some things up, get an agenda together for a larger discussion, vote on some stuff. And then when we go into the uh, the way we're going to do the, the, uh, the draft order this year is going to be a little different. I think we're going to have a games because the games, the dong, uh, the draft order nomination games, the dong 
I think should be a tradition. We'll shorten it, make it earlier in the season, aside from the draft, so that way we can not have to worry about when's the best time we can get everybody together, because we can figure that out at the time that's most convenient before the draft, and then have the draft be a separate occasion where we just eat, drink, draft. That way we're not so fucked up when we go to draft, and I know that's been an Achilles heel for some of the people in this league. I know, like, I get fucked up at the draft, but I somehow, like, managed through it. I know Dave gets fucked up at the draft, and that's fucked him a few times because he's just like, dude, I'm so drunk by the time we get to your draft. I'm just like, fuck, let's go home. <laughs> and I get that. I get that. So we're going to do things a little different, but league beating is a good start. Back to more some more league changes. Our last sounder of the evening, uh, we're going to go to ML for some suggestions. I will say 2019 will be the year of changes in fantasy football and the Founding Fathers League. Uh, lots of revisions to come, and we will hold a pre-draft topic board, I think. We should uh, have a few things to bring up, and then draft day all-out owners meeting and discussion. Um, owners meeting and draft day all on the same day. Big fucking deal. Um, looking forward to that, even though it's a few years away. A few months away, not years. The fuck, Goda. Goda. Um but lots of big things that need to change in our league. Okay, so Mike didn't have anything specific, but just wants changes because he's salty. That's right, Mike. I said it. But, yeah, man, we'll do all that stuff. We'll have a good time. Uh, I do think, like, maybe, yeah, we can wait till the draft to have the league owners meeting where we actually vote on stuff. But I think before that, we need to kind of get things a little bit hammered out so that we have a good agenda for the draft. Did I say we had one more sounder? Because we actually have one more. You think we're going to close the league on that bullshit? Let's go to our uh, our fire and flames man himself, Mr. Jake. Brent, Turd Ferguson checking in for the last time this season. Great 2018 fantasy football season. Congrats on your big victory again. Um, regardless of how controversial it was, I think you handled it great as a commissioner. And uh, you know what? You won the championship that was rightfully yours, even though you made the playoffs at 6-7. and seven. What a crazy year it was. Honestly, I feel bad for Mike out of everyone because he got supremely cucked. God. Not only did he get cucked by the NFL stats correction, but it was Ezekiel Elliott, no less, a cowboy. Mm. And then in the last championship game, he puts up 145 points and what a one. Crazy. Sorry, Mike. At least you can take solace in that. You get the paintball Stein wearing a Donald Trump mask next year. That's going to be a lot of fun. I can't believe Dave escaped getting paintballed with, uh, you know, 1,300 points scored on the year. But that's fantasy football. So, great season, boys. Brent, great job as commissioner. Thanks again for the podcast and everything, keeping this uh, this league afloat. This is really the best fantasy league I'm in. Anywho, Turd Ferguson, out. Thank you, Jake, for checking in one last time here in 2018. And yes, sir, that's all she wrote. And uh, a little note on the podcast. I know I I teased another podcast. If you're interested in the one about me and my grandpa talking about World War II, whatever that might pan out to be, that might be a few years in the works now. Um, we already started a little bit on that. Uh, I got a couple recordings in. Uh, it's just a lot to a lot to work out because like he's he's got a weird schedule. He's pretty old. He's ninety four, so we have to spread this thing out. We can't do it all at once, and then I got to do a lot of editing. So that's to come. 
this podcast, Talking News with your Commission, we will have a few podcasts here and there, uh, particularly coming up around the February time frame. I'll say no more. But throughout the year, I'll put out one maybe every month, maybe every other month. We'll see. I like to take a little time, recharge the batteries. If I have something to say, you best believe I'll be hopping on the mic. We are going to make improvements to this league. We're going to get this thing to be the best it can be. Because that's what this is all about, fellas. And I appreciate you tuning in all this year. Had a lot of fun doing the podcast. I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like we started all over again with the podcast. That's how I feel. So if you want to hop on, you got ideas, let me know. Bring it to the draft. Because the podcast ultimately is part of the league. And you guys have say if you want things changed, for me to do things differently, let me know. I want to thank each and every one of you for just being awesome. Uh, thank you for being part of the league. Hopefully this is a league you enjoy, you want to come back to year after year. With that, I'm going to leave you with this one. This is a pick from your commish to let you know I'm a back-to-back champion. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley, you can never check me Back to back for the niggas that didn't get the message Back to back like I'm on the cover of Lethal Weapon Back to back like I'm Jordan 96, 97, whoa Very important and very pretentious When I look back I might be mad that I gave this attention Yeah, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience Yeah, and fuck you left the boy no options I wanna see my niggas go insane You gon' make me step out of my fucking frame you gon' make me buy bottles for Charlemagne You gon' make me go out of my fucking way I waited four days, nigga, where y'all at? I drove here in the rave playing AR app I'm not sure what it was that really made y'all mad But I guess this is what I gotta do to make y'all rap I mean, ooh, can't fool the city, man, they know what's up Second floor of Tussie's getting shoulder rubs This for y'all to think that I don't write enough They just mad cause I got the Midas touch you love it and you gotta get a world tour Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? Shit I know that you gotta be a thug for her This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more Terrible. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers Yeah, you getting body by a singing nigga I'm not the type of nigga that'll type the niggas And shout to all my boss bitches, wife and niggas Make sure you hit them with the prenup Then tell that man to ease up I did another one, I did another one you still ain't did shit about the other one right. Got the drink in me going back to back Yeah, going back to back I got the drink in me going back to back I saw that. Yeah, I'm going back to back I don't wanna hear about the sever again Not even when she tell him that they better as friends right. Not even when you saying Drizzy tell him again I been putting on the show, it was a sellout event Oh, you need better seating I didn't wanna do it, gave me every reason what I'm trying to make is I don't ever need them Seeing what you do for fame or what you do for freedom Please, check them for a while or a earpiece Please, please do not let these niggas nail me Please, think before you come for the great one Please, who's a real nigga and who ain't one Please, somebody stop me I'm talking Bolsi and Guanajuato I got the fest in five days and it's my shit Soon as a nigga hit the stage They gon', they gon' ask if I can play the shit back to back yeah, they want it back to back right. They gon' ask if I can play this shit back to back I took a break from views, now it's back to that Terrible. nigga
It's raw. Um, I think you just got uh cucked. <laughs> <laughs>